You're listening to Futurish. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Futurish episode 25. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm Gary, your host, uh, not from Helsinki this time, but from Vienna, because I'm here until this Sunday to visit my family and some friends. And I'm joined by my very good friend, Pete. How's it going? No, good, but not, I'm not in Vienna. I'm, I'm still in Australia. This oh, time yeah. in, in a different part of Melbourne. I moved houses, so that's kind of exciting. Um, I'm in West Footscray now, um, for the stalkers out there who want to keep track of me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, things are good. Uh, it's nice weather out here. It's, it's warming up and then it's cooling down all in one day. Typical Melbourne. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. It's actually, oh wait, before we, oh no, no, let's, let's don't start with a segue right away. Maybe for the first time, listen to what is this podcast about? Pete, what is this podcast about? <laughs> Why is it always me trying to explain that? I, I don't know. Like every time I'm trying to figure it out. Um, we we are two friends um, coming together to talk about topics like technology, design, products, um, other topics that come to go. <laughs> Movies okay. and TV shows, like everything really, right? I mean, actually, to be honest... Um, I think the best comment I got from another friend who listened to our podcast is like, in the end, you guys don't talk about anything particular. Like, there's no, we just, we just ramble. Just talk. How is that a good thing? I think, I <laughs> think it's good? a good thing because, yeah, he enjoyed it. You know, he enjoys it. Okay. It's like, it's like just listening to a conversation and, but having just some noise in your head. That's it. Right. Gotcha. 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 So in okay, the end, well, I, I think mean... at the end of the day, our podcast is about two guys just coming together and talking about any topics they like. Like good conversation yeah. you have in a pub, on a bar, coffee place, yeah. on a beach, in a drain. <laughs> I don't know, walking. In Did the you park. say drain in the drain? <laughs> oh like, no, in a, <laughs> in a drain, in a sewer, <laughs> in a back alley, <laughs> wherever, wherever, wherever you want to talk. You know, we're there. You know, <laughs> or an airplane. To be honest. That is the whole point of a podcast, right? You can take us with you wherever you want. If you want to listen to us in the toilet or in the shower, you can do that. No judgments at all. No right? judgments. Because <laughs> who who says you're not recording this on the toilet or in the shower right now? Oh, I am pooping right now. Like, I can't say that. Jesus. <laughs> but no, I'm not. I'm, I'm on a chair. <laughs> no, he's not. I can confirm. Luckily. Yeah. We can see each other. Usually we don't like to FaceTime when that other stuff happens. <laughs> but he's Snapchatted. <laughs> can I say that? Like that's what of you course used you to can. do. Yeah. yeah. He used to when Snapchat had just first coming out, he would um Snapchat um himself on the toilet and you would just see his legs. Um and <laughs> you just go he would just send you something like saying, I'm pooping and I'm like what the hell? Why am I on Snapchat? This is my first experience and pretty much one of my last experiences on Snapchat. So, you know, I think that's But, but, but to be honest, I think, I think that uh, the founders of Snapchat, this is how it started. And it's like... What, they said... Yeah, they were just sending probably... Yeah, they were like, they used Messenger or whatever to send a picture. And it's like, there needs to be a better app because like this yeah. image needs to be removed afterwards. So if I send you a picture of me pooping, but not actually 
showing you them poop. No, he never, never showed the poop thing. No, <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, I'm just following the, how do you say, chain of thought of the founders of Snapchat. Okay, well. All I can just realize is that, you know, for new listeners four minutes in and you're talking here, we're talking about pooping. I think it's a pretty good explanation about what this show is about. But, you know, Wonderful. luckily not, hey, this, not this show though, right? Not this episode. No, but I think uh, for this episode, we have a very, like you proposed a nice format. We should, hmm. what things we should talk about today. Yeah, yeah. I um, I stole this from another podcast. I won't name the podcast because that one's better than mine. Uh, this one. Um, but... The the sort of the the thing is, you know, we're, we're entering a new decade, you know, twenty twenty, um, and we met in the last decade, right? So it's kind of it's it's pretty cool to think that we've learned a lot, you know. So um, and also we're entering a new one, so you know we got a lot of things that we want to apply to the new decade. So the question I posed was, what are some things that you learnt from the past decade? Um, and what are some things you want to do or to apply to yourself for the next decade? Um, and we had some, they're actually some really good ones. We sent them to each other and I think it's, we should, we should say one by one and, and alternate, um, yeah. just kind of like do it that way rather than just kind of like go through the list. Um, starting with yourself. I'm starting with myself. All right. So we start with, um, what we have learned from the previous decade. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. the first thing I wrote down, um, see things as they are and not see them as you wish they were or want them to be. And I think uh, some context about that is like, I think a majority, like I've been traveling a lot in my 20s and um, I made many decisions based on kind of like a vision of like, you know, how things going to be if I do that and kind of like ignoring how things are how to say but not like it sounds weird but you know like you were pushing towards a goal or vision or an image of the future but mm. in, in reality there were many kind of things signals if i've seen them more be more aware of them mm. i could have or more listened also to myself and listen to like the, re the reality in the world out there that okay maybe i should not enforce something mm. i should not enforce my vision on the on reality and more like see like how really yeah, exactly how reality is and like see how things are and how we can you know maneuver through that and i think it was a big learning in my 20s and i think um because many things didn't turn out as i thought like thought they will and it took me quite a long time as a learning process to really realize who am i or who am i not and what do i want and what do i really like and i think it's mm. something i've yeah i've learned i think the last especially um also like after my startup crash it's come this big realization. And I think this what I, yeah, I think it was a big learning in my twenties. It's a good learning, right? Like yeah. it's like you, you, I mean, some may call it failure, but like it isn't at all because you've literally learned a lot from it. And considering that I was in your twenties when you experienced all that, you know, like that is in med, like immensely good experience that I wish I had, you know? Yeah. And I think, cool. uh, yeah. What do you? What's your first first learning from the last previous decade? Um, for me, it's stop being so hard on myself. Um, so stop being so hard on yourself. Accept what you aren't. I had many identity crises, like in my twenties. <laughs> 
um, I was a totally different person to what I am now. Um, and, and, and even when I went to Germany, I was a totally different person when I came back to what I am now. So like even like how it was two years ago was different to how it was previous two years and vice and like even, you know, you can keep going back. Um, uh, but for a large period of my, um, I guess early adulthood, I uh, was largely stagnant. Um, mm-hmm. I lived, I lived in a small town. I didn't really have that much sort of room for growth. Um, I'm not saying that it was a bad thing. I had a great childhood, a great early adulthood. Um, I loved my life in the town, but, and I would have been pretty happy, um, you know, staying there and being who I was as long if I was, if I accepted who I was at that point. The reality was I didn't. And so it took me from going overseas to kind of figuring that stuff out. But I really put a lot of pressure on myself. I Mm. really started like, you know, I was my world's worst critic. And um, I tried to be so many different people, you know, meeting so many different um, groups of friends. I mean, you've you've probably seen a lot of that, you know, when, Mm. you you know, like um, how I've just tried to be. And then yet when... I accepted who I am and realizing that who I am is actually pretty damn awesome that I was so much more happier and um, content in life. And then from that, just everything grew and it became, you know, I uh, had way more life success than I ever mm-hmm. did, you know, um, when I tried to be someone else. So, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty, uh, I think, a good learning thing. And I think everyone goes through it. Um, so um, I can't say I'm unique in that experience, but I think it's pretty interesting to, to, you know, people always say, you know, um, accept who you are, but I feel like that's, uh, you know, you are who you are, but like you aren't who you aren't, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so like you might, you know, like we were were chatting about this earlier, I probably would never be a, 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 a coder, you know. I'm not that type. I don't like have that sort of type of attitude. I enjoy the coding aspects and I like building stuff, but I couldn't really, you know, like spend every single day, um, you know, like diving into code and, mm. you know, um, probably same as being an artist. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but, you know, so I, I'm accepting those sorts of things, but it doesn't mean that I won't have those aspects in my life or something like that. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think... Uh... Actually, I think it's it's very good because like often I think people get anxious about you know when who who am I or who are you. It's like very it's a very hard question. But I think if you start with who are you not, it's much easier to kind of like you know cut away stuff. Yeah. Who are yeah. you not? Like okay, that's not me. That's not me. And then at some point you kind of like more and more realize okay, that's me. Mm. But I think it's like just and I think another another point I think this important in this step is like i think what you have done a lot is just trying things you've tried many things you know mm. and i think uh, that's much more if you just research it supports that it's it's actually much more effective than trying to contemplate or like you know think about stuff instead of you just have to do it you have to experience it you have to kind of like prototype things yeah, in your right. life yeah once you start prototyping then you know like what's the i think what's the minimum like prototype experience you can do to check if this is something for me Hmm. you know and i think it's much more important i think you've done this a lot in last decade like trying things and then like hey no okay no didn't work out but this is a very healthy process yeah and it's interesting because like (laughs) i uh, i definitely didn't plan to have the career sort of journey that i did right 
Um, I started off as a developer myself, found out I didn't like it. Um, I went into um, community management and customer service. Um, well, uh, I guess um, more like PR sort of customer service. Um, and then that, you know, like kind of transitioned to community management, that transitioned into marketing, that transitioned into, um, you know, being a, a producer and then a product manager. So kind of like, but product management was kind of like the combination of all of those areas mm-hmm. combined. Um, I didn't know that existed back then, you know, like I didn't know that that was the journey that I took, but literally I jumped from what interested me to another thing that interests me. Um, and at the end of the day, I feel like if you take that journey, you end up going to something that's going to interest you, you know, like, right. um, uh, and you know, the journey hasn't ended for me for sure. Like, but, um, you know, so far, like it's trying new things, try what interests you. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's also like <clears throat> this is what life has all become about. It's like it's an it's a never step stop uh, never ending like journey of experiencing and trying things. Mm. Because like nowadays, like it's so fast paced, and you know, new jobs are being created every decade, every five years. You know, like fifteen yeah. years ago, no YouTuber existed, <laughs> no influencer, no yeah, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like that's what I mean. Like who knows? And I think you have to keep the mindset that you will reinvent yourself reinvent reinvent yourself over your period of you know in your period of, of a lifetime yeah yeah all right interesting um so my second writing uh learning from the previous uh, decade was your ego is the greatest enemy for personal growth and listening to signals and what i mean by that is is like is all the thoughts or like all the things that come to your mind like if you try something and tells you 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 can't do that or if you are not able to if you're judgmental or you don't listen to stuff what you realize is like it's actually not you it's just like your ego that kind of like created for whatever you know whatever happened in your youth through programming experiences you know dogmas kind of like has kind of like you have layers of all kinds of stuff you collect over a period of life baggage and when you walk through life and you don't realize that this baggage is kind of like sometimes blocking you from listening uh, to yourself or seeing opportunities, that's what I mean. You, that your ego is actually your greatest enemy for personal growth. Yeah. Kind of like your ego is kind of like stopping you from trying new things or like judging things, opportunities. And then what I heard, like this is what my biggest learning as well after my startup crash is like, you know, uh, and also like this then maybe my learning for the future, but it's like for me, my biggest learning is actually first try to understand who are you and that your ego is actually often in the way of uh, the next personal growth or opportunity. Yeah. Right. But do you ever see like, um, other people's sort of like, do you, do you ever have other people's opinions kind of like prevent you moving forward on something or knowing that, Oh, if I, I can't do that because someone else will think that's a different step or a step backwards or whatever. Yeah. That's, but it's just, I think that's one sign that, you know, you are, uh, you know, you're making decisions based on uh, other people's opinion. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, wherever it comes from, you know, you never know. But I think that's that's not a good thing. No, for sure. And I, I mean, I always found, like, thought that, you know, you definitely have been, you know, like a, you know, your 20s and the you know, experience that you've had with your startup and what you were able to accomplish as well, like in that time, 
um, getting funding, um, you know, having actually employees, uh, shipping a product, um, you know, like most company, most startups didn't even get to ship a product, you know, they fell even before that, but you did it, you know, like you, you went and, um, you found a market fit um, for something and you got learnings out of it and you adapted and you you made the right decision to kind of like, um, you know, um, kind of like shut it down mm-hmm. um, knowing that you, you it wasn't a failure but it was the right thing to do for everyone involved. And I think that is immense like like learnings and um you know i think if if you did your ego is a part of that then uh, i think you're pushing your ego aside because you've always seemed to manage to do those those things that you know people will think oh that's crazy or i can't take a risk like that you mm. know or um you know like i mean i couldn't take a risk like that you know and so it's interesting right so but i get it i get what you're trying to say and like um but there's, I think there's, there's diff- two different sides to it, right? There's your Absolutely. ego and other people's egos and how they affect you. And I think it's like, you know, also like with ego, just also like, you know, when you think about, you get, walk through your daily life or you meet people and you get annoyed by people. And mm. what you realize is, what you have to realize is that actually it's not the person's fault. It's actually, it's your problem. If you get annoyed by this person, it's your problem. Yeah. Because yeah, then you actually yeah. judge, judge them and you benchmark them against your values, how they should be. And that's your ego. It's like you, what, where it comes Correct, from. Yeah. And I think that's also hard learning. Like, you know, like I still have to work on it very thoroughly. Like it's like still, you know, realizing that if you get annoyed by someone or you find someone different or annoying, it's not their problem. It's your problem. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you usually learn how to sort of adapt to that, right? Exactly. So yeah cool um so my second one is actually (laughs) kind of ties to that like that sort of statement um it's okay to be wrong or to not know something um always ask things um curiosity is an amazing thing uh i (laughs) wish i knew that i wish i honestly wish i knew that and my ego definitely took um the forefront of every single decision I did when I was um, younger. Um, And I was stubborn, you know, and I would, I would make rash decisions and, and, um, or like make decisions and kind of force my vision on others and Mm -hmm. not listen to sort of collaboration or curiosity, even if I knew I was going to be wrong um, or if I didn't know something, oh, you know, and yet, um, what I found out is that, you know what, you can be skilled in the area and not know something. Um, there's so many new things, and you, you know, like things that you have to learn every day. And especially, you know, in fields that we do, you know, like it's, it's next to impossible to know everything or to have done everything. And so trying new things, understand, saying, yeah, I don't know what I would love to learn or what's that about? Uh, or what's that acronym mean or anything like that? Um, you know, cause there's so many acronyms. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Like, and that's how you learn. Cause you know, you learn from other people and you know, um, we were talking about before peer learning is like an mm-hmm. amazing way to learn. And if you don't ask, you're not going to, uh, you're not going to find out and you're only going to set yourself behind other people. Exactly. But I think, you know, like this also, like here comes maybe your, 
what you mentioned before, your self-criticism or like taking, being too hard on yourself, Pete, because I think you're one of the people I know, uh, I know is like who are very curious and you ask a lot of questions. You want to, you want to, you want to understand things, you know, really understand things, everything you encounter. Mm. But I get it. Um, um, I think, you know, like trying to have all the answers is like a never ending battle in life because you can't know, it's impossible to know everything. But once you realize it's actually all about asking the questions, it's all about questions, asking yeah. questions. It's like, it's a, it's a beauty in life to never stop be, being curious. Be curious. Yeah. yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you were not far away from that, Pete. <laughs> no, no, it, it took me a while to get to it. Um, but, you know, it took me a couple of different sort of like, I guess, attempts. But, um, you know, I think it kind of it kind of fell on me rather than me seeking it. So, um, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. So the last last learning from previous step. The past. The past. The past. Okay. So I wrote down... <laughs> The obstacle is the way. I actually have a tattoo on that, and it's based on the book as well. And what I wrote time of this is like, you know, every time there's like thing, every time you face a challenge, something that's like completely out of your comfort zone, you try to come up with all the reasons why you should not do it. And you're mm. like, you know, you try to justify it and you just, you know, move along. But what I learned is like actually the biggest personal growth, the biggest, how do you say, like search like Peter is like the biggest opportunities like came when I actually faced the challenge and the biggest happiness mm. I experienced like the, you know like feeling like wow it's like I'm alive is every time I actually face the challenges full on and tackle it and mm. when I come the most I think again it was actually last year when I did this four weeks boot camp for the school. You know, like I never thought I'm gonna be a coder, you know. But damn, you yeah, killed yourself, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, like you know, again, I think there was a period before that, like okay, man, let's see what happens. Maybe I don't know if I'm really like work, like I'm a coder, if it's for me. But it's all these thoughts that you know, like you come up in your head and you're listening to these random things that actually have nothing to do with mm. yourself, instead of just like jumping into it and tackle it with all mm. you can because at the end of the day you can do it and there's no challenge that it's not as like unsolvable most of it yeah if right. you have to quit yeah. and perseverance to do it so that's what i mean like the biggest from mm. now on like you know every time i try to do something new or something and i feel like okay there's there's a voice trying to justify not doing it then i know it's the right decision that i should do it yeah right yeah i like it because i think that's you're right that um I try to avoid a lot of like tough situations and, you know, like when I was younger um, and like I was saying, I got thrown into a lot of situations, um, um, especially when I started in a, a, a role. Um, when I first came to Melbourne, it was very high um, tense, um, sort of like I had a lot of responsibility. Um, we, it, you know, money was involved. So, you know, every single um, decision I would make could be, I mean, the company loses money or makes money. Um, and I was stressed. Um, I think I remember, like, I was staying at your place yeah. or, um, during it, and I was just like, oh, this is intense. This is not the job that I, is for me. I, I want to, you know, um, go back in marketing. <laughs> I think that's the time. <laughs> um, and... Yet, you know, like six months later, I was thriving in it. Two years after that, I those 
things that like would stress me back then didn't even give my heart a blip. You know, I was calm and knew how to do it. I knew how to handle tense situations. And, um, you know, like by just throwing yourself in the deep end, you actually learn to, you know, swim. And um, and you learn to adapt to that sort of like sort of area. And, you know, you can, you can deal with all the situations that you can. Right. And by the end of it, you come out a stronger person than you ever would have been. Um, and I love that. I think that's such a... I, I thrive on that now. I enjoy that sort of side of, um, you know, like uh, work, the big problems. The, Absolutely. You know, sort of stuff. It's cool. And I think this was a nice um, saying. Um, sorry, do you want to say something? Pete? No, no. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think there you I go, can... go, you go. Yeah, okay. The thing is like another, another I think um, it also just like, I think applies to having tough uh, conversations. I think there's a mm. nice saying, you know, um, tough conversations, easy life, easy conversations, tough life. Ah. And, and I think it's one of the most insightful sayings I've heard in a while because like, yeah. And I think what I've learned as well, like face tough conversations, do them. You know, it's like in the end <laughs> of the day. Is this kind of like, is this like in a relationship if you have those I think conversations any, in any, the in any. situations, you know? It's yeah, like, is it better in, off in, in the end? In, exactly. Is it in job, in, in friends, with relationships? Mm. Have the tough conversations because at the end mm. of the day, this, again, like you're trying to avoid them because they're painful, you know, whatever. But in the end of the day, both parties are better off if you have tough conversations. Mm. Instead so of true. trying like to uh, go around them and kind of like never really talk about the subject, but we both know it's yeah, like right. in the middle there, you know? But be, um, don't be blunt. <laughs> Like no, I, it's, it's I not like I think, I think <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't be like an ass, like it's still hard, you know, like don't be, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, don't be me. <laughs> like, I mean, not all the time, but generally, yeah. 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 Uh, it kind of reminds me though of, uh, like it's similar to my third one of the past, my last one, so um, travel, travel as much as you can when you're young. Uh, throw yourself into uncomfortable situations. Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah, I, I, like like I was saying, I lived in a small town, um, and well, it's called a, it was actually it's actually a city, you know, Perth. Like it's a city, <laughs> but yeah, it has a town, and like all the feelings of a town. Beautiful place, honestly, it's such a beautiful place. But like, it's a town. Like if mm -hmm. we're going to talk about anything, um, and I was comfortable, you know. Um, but I threw myself in an uncomfortable situation by moving overseas with no lifelines, um, n no friends at all. I had nothing, right? Um, and yeah, I didn't have enough, as in, uh, hardly enough money to even go there at the start. Like, <laughs> and, and funny thing is I, I bought a lot of Ikea furniture, but I didn't realize how much money I had. And I actually went into my credit account, not knowing that you know, like it wasn't there. And so they, <laughs> Ikea didn't charge me. And so I ended up spending the money and then they found out they didn't charge me and charged me again. So I was in the negative. It's <laughs> like, so I bought, yeah. Also don't buy a whole household full of furniture. Like you don't need it. I had a dining room table that could sit 10 people. <laughs> like why? Um, Just it for didn't yourself. Make sense. You remember that one? Yes, it's the huge. one that was behind my couch. It was just like, why? Like, 
<laughs> like such gigantic I, penis just took over half of your room basically i know i don't even know why it was a nice table though like, it was Your a nice table the fuck? I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I learned about you know um however travel as much as you can i learned a lot from traveling you know and like i met you i i literally wouldn't be where i am right now if i didn't um take that initial trip um and by traveling all you know like i got to travel a lot through work which was really great um you meet new cultures you learn you're in an uncomfortable situation regardless so you learn how to get away with that and um you also learn how to adapt on your own and also what self-worth is because you know like by doing all those sorts of things you're kind of forced to um because at the end of the day you just have yourself so um you know if you don't love yourself you, you you're just not going to be able to survive really um it's not like you're going to die. I mean, you'll be fine. <laughs> I could have gone back to Perth, but like, you, you, you grow, you know? Like, so, um, yeah, <laughs> just travel, guys. Like, just do it. It's like you're traveling to Mars, you know? Like, there's no coming back, know. basically. Yeah, it's, it's fine. I just, just, you know, you, you learn more than what you're doing sitting in your ass, like, playing video games at home. Like, exactly. I mean, like, yeah, it's traveling is such a good thing. And I was talking to someone today about it. Um, he's, he's, um, just had a baby. So he, he traveled. He was, um, used to live in Switzerland and, um, live in Germany as well. And, um, so he did a similar sort of like style, um, you know, working, um, trip, I guess. I, I don't want to call it holiday because it was like, mine was three years, his was five. So it's like, it's, it's a stretch of time, but, He's saying that now he's got, um, you know, kids and stuff like that. He doesn't feel that he needs to go on holiday as much as because he he's did those sorts of things. So now he's going to wait, you know, for having holidays with his family and, and things like that. So, you know, it's not like he has a choice now. He's got a kid, but like, I mean, you know. yeah, I think he has no choice. I think he just said, yeah, you know, yeah. I decided, but yeah, yeah there's no choice. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But make it less hard on yourself when you have kids. But go traveling, you know, like. Um, but it's it's fun, you know. I mean, I think, I'm talking to the guy who continuously travels, like he's you know, traveling now. So, but as you know, this reminds me because I'm reading a really good book right now, Defining Moments. How do like uh, oh, what's the title actually? There it is. Oh yeah, the power of defining of moments or the power mm -hmm. of moments. Really good book. Actually, you should. I think you would like it's it. It's literally a bottle of lightning, holding a, a bottle of lightning, uh, lightning uh, in a bottle. And I think <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's really good. Like holy shit, holy shit. That's my rating. You say that about every book, though. Well, you know, I think you just love books. Like, <laughs> like if you were a book reviewer, you would literally review every book five <laughs> out of stars. That's amazing. <laughs> Six out of stars. This is incredible. Seven out of stars. I didn't use this. No, I think my rating would be like best book. It's like just holy shit. Yeah. I give this book a holy shit rating. Yeah, holy shit. Holy shit rating. You should do it. We should have a book review. But I think, you know, you know, I think this, I mean, on the one hand, yeah, but on the other hand, it's like, why not? Like, you know, if I respect everyone who has the guts to produce something, put it out there. Yeah, you know? true. and I think I think you can find beauty or like something in everything you, you read or like experience, 
Oh well, mm. you know there's exceptions, of course, but you still have to respect that Twilight. <laughs> Twilight, <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't know, but yeah, like, you know yeah. it's still. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like I, I think it's easier to judge and criticize than just you know paying the credits. Like you know just respecting the people. Like you had the guts to put something out there. If it's garbage, yeah, then, yeah. garbage, you know, like still. Well, if you get you become a millionaire from making garbage, like who's really the one that's uh, a thought we know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know, and the point um, in the book is like it's really interesting because they wrote, they wrote there was like research and they asked because many people say like after you're thirty, like you know, it seem it feels like mm, life just true, goes like this very quickly. Every day passes by, and the point is that you know that. I forgot exactly the, event, the the big events you have in your life. There were 10. And six out of 10 of these events, they happen between mm. the age 15 and 30. Like, you know, moving out, having your first job, you know, no. first big travel, like going to college. And the problem is, like, after you're 30, mm. you have less less of these big events. And that's why it feels like life is just like mm. go accelerating. So the trick is just like to continue breaking the script and continuously, you know, like, adding novel experiences to your life. Right, gotcha. So create big events. Yeah, exactly. Just create defining moments. It doesn't need to be like, okay, I'm fucking getting divorced and like moving to another country. It's just like continuously f- reaching out, like trying new things, getting out of your comfort zone and experiencing this. Why, why isn't that on your future light list? Create new big experiences. On my future list. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, actually. All right, write it right away. Great defining moments. Well, there you go. So I guess that was the past, right? So that's the stuff that we, we lived the decade, we survived the decade, and we came out with learnings. And I think that's a really good accomplishment. And well done mm-hmm. us, you know. <laughs> good job, guys. Um, but I want to have a little bit of a break between the past and the future uh, and talk about the present. And... Um, talk about five things that oh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I want to talk about what we're, what we're drinking. <laughs> so, what are you drinking, dude? No, we're actually drinking some whiskey, I'm which drinking. is nice. I finished mine. <laughs> What's the name of my whiskey? Lafroig. Yeah, Lafroig. That was, that was what I was drinking. Yeah, Lafroig yeah. 10. Very good whiskey. Super good whiskey. I'm just saying, it's. Um, I started drinking at 9 40. <laughs> AM. It was actually nine twenty because <laughs> because you know I I I drew the short what do you call it, like you know when you have to who has to go the short like, show yeah yeah short, yeah yeah I, that's me every time because Pete is in Australia and you know the only time you can do a podcast is like when it's my morning it's his evening. Firstly, I could do a Saturday morning like but you, you're always out on Friday nights. Well, you said not you anymore. Oh, okay, you're up. Yeah, this is your welcome to your thirties. <laughs> Maybe we should do this one time. We, you know, okay, yeah, I'm up for it. We should totally do that. Like, you know, I'll do a Sunday, Saturday morning. I'll drink, I, I'll, I'll get shit-faced on this episode and you have to drink with uh, me. Okay, next next episode. <laughs> we'll do that. Next episode. Okay. All right, next yeah, episode. Next episode. I like it. <laughs> I'm happy to do it. I don't mind my Saturday mornings. Um, I wake up early now, so it's a little bit different, you know, so... What I, are you drinking, PD? I am drinking... I was going to hold it up to the camera, <laughs> but there's no camera on this... <laughs> Um, here you go, podcast listeners. This is what I'm drinking. Um, it's Lagavulin, sixteen year old. Um, That's a good one. It's a super good. I I, I, I used to love um, 
so I've been getting back into whiskey again. I was kind of went on to a wine phase. I'm still on the wine phase, but... Um, <laughs> the wine phase. Yeah, I love wine lately. I, I can't drink beer as much. I'll have a, a pint, you know, like every now and then. But um, uh, wine is kind of like just relaxing. Um, but whiskey is another level. Like whiskey is super relaxing and just chill when you just you have a little bit and it's fine. Absolutely. You and you have good music as well. Yeah, it's super nice. Um, so I tried to get back into whiskey and I bought a bottle of Glenfiddich. Um, no, not Glenfiddich, sorry, Glenlivet. Um, it's like, it's a, um, like a light blue bottle, uh, like bottle and, and things like that. It's kind of cheap, but not too cheap, but kind of good quality compared to the price ratio. Until I saw a thought and I didn't realize how shit it is compared to all these other ones. Like, <laughs> like, so if you're going to get something and you want a good, cheap sort of thing and you live in Australia, I don't know if you, it's kind of, everything's cheap everywhere else. Um, so like try a bottle of Talisker. Talisker is the Talisker. bomb. Yeah. Talisker is the bomb. Um, but if you want good quality and you don't mind spending a little bit of extra, extra money, go with a Lagavulin. Go 16-year-old if you can. Um, Eight-year-old's pretty good. How much, um, how much did it cost? This one's not too bad, actually. I think it was on special for 120 bucks. All right. It's like in Finland, probably 200 euros. Yeah. Is it? At least. No. It's like, yeah. Wait, let me check. Yeah. Wool and 16, Finland. Alco. Oh, no. I don't think so. I think it's like 80 euros. 80 euros. Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's 85 euros. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, like, it's not that bad. I mean, if you're thinking about, like, the way I was trying to justify it to myself <laughs> is <laughs> basically, you know, you drink a bottle of wine in, like, two nights, right? And I'd spend about $25 Australian on that, right? And that's about, like, 15 euro, um, dollars euro. And if you have a bottle of wine every week... Um, then by the time you, you know, you drink this bottle of Lagavulin, it'll probably be cheaper than the wines that you consumed at that time as well. That's true, actually, because yeah. you actually, you know, just drink a bit every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, exactly. You don't, I don't have more than a, like a tiny little glass and I'll sip on this glass. I've been sipping on this one. Um, unlike God, who <laughs> just down his, uh, but <laughs> hey, it's good. Uh, wait. I didn't. Ha I didn't have as much. Sure, you know, I saw so. it. We saw, you know, like <laughs> it was. I still have to operate. You know, I still have a whole day ahead of me. <laughs> See, that's why. You, you <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not your mom, <laughs> but I, I am. Wish. That would be cool. That would be cool. Go to bed. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. Did you brush your teeth? Brush yeah, your teeth. yeah. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about the future. Um, you so, start now. Okay, I don't mind it. Um, you actually taught me this one, and I keep ignoring it. So that's why it's something I'm doing for the future. <laughs> um, but I don't do this enough, and I really don't like. I need to do it more. Um, take day by day. Take things day by day. Um, don't rush. Enjoy the dance. Um, basically, I always worry about the future um it, it always happens since i was younger 
and always plan things out years in advance and then it just never happened so what was the point and then lately it's actually not years it's weeks or months you know um which is good because i don't even think about next year <laughs> i just think about what i want to be where do i what do i want to see myself next month um which is not bad but i forget about the day and i don't enjoy the day as it is and you know i've got a lot of good things going on in my life and i want to uh, you know and generally when i take time just to appreciate and just sit down and relax and you know spend time with my girlfriend and things like that it's amazing um but if i'm spending time with my girlfriend and i'm bitching about something um then it's she doesn't like it <laughs> so um well she just worries that i'm not you know i'm worried about something and so um you know just take things day by day um in the end things never turn out as bad as you initially thought they would um and you over worry or over complicate stuff and so um dance with life just take things on as they come um and yeah well it's beautiful i think it's a and you're still very young Pete. like if you i'm, 30, master I'm this, 37 though <laughs> like i mean it is young compared but like that's you're still like you know one third a bit above one third of your lifetime if yeah you reach 90 that would be a good time that's true and if you you know it's very if you can master like start doing this right now you have a very long life ahead of you because you just life will be very slow and like every moment will be last a lifetime basically mm. Did, did I, I think I mentioned it on the last one? And if I did, I apologize. But for you new listeners, it's great. Um, there was this, I think, yeah, no, I didn't mention it on the last one. Just listen to it. It was the Casey Neistat comment where, like, interviewed the old person. Oh, yeah, I think you mentioned it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I like that. That's really nice. Um, so I'm not going to repeat it again. That's a good again, one. But, um, By the way, do you hmm. think, actually, that uh, this whole podcast thing is like, you know, are we sure people, they're really people listening? Like, to this now if people are listening you know, all of kind of podcasts maybe like all these platforms are just like you know bullshitting random numbers <laughs> <laughs> well how would how would that I don't think you can push it a million views like we're getting listens you know uh, that's just yeah, way too but, you know like imagine like it's just a, a big hoax we just like you know they give us like the I don't know, they sell us the vision that, or the dream that actually people are listening to any podcast. <laughs> In the end of the day, no one is listening. No one is listening. <laughs> like all the platforms yeah. that give like random numbers. Or if it's like me, you play something in the background and you just zone out and you just like forget about what's playing and you just like... You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably that, probably that. Um, but yeah, that was my first one. What was, what's yours? Cool. So what I, uh, I wrote down is actually, instead of trying to change the world, first understand and master yourself. And... Um, I think it was a, a quote, I'm not sure if it was, it was not Buddha, some Zen guy. What was it was Buddha? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Buddha. <but. laughs> um, I think it was something like a smart man tries to change the world. A wise man tries to change himself. Yeah, I like that. And I think um, it's actually quite, quite big because like we always try to first change the world, mm. but what, what's much harder is to first understand yourself and master yourself. And what I'm meaning by mastering is like not being a slave to your random waves of thoughts and emotions and react to them, but instead being a condition where you actually act consciously. Mm. That would be cool. And I think, yeah. I feel like that's super difficult to get to there, right? But I think that's the, thing, that's the hard part. And I think that's what I've, I've been doing and starting. And I think that's my, my goal for life actually just master yourself understanding yourself understanding mm. you know that if 
if you feel anxious, jealous, this envy, this weird feelings, like where does it come from? Really mm -hmm. understand it, like a scientist, understand it. Understand this emotion of energy of emotion, like this cloud. Where does it come from? Mm. And instead of trying trying to suppress it and just move on. Yeah, right. I always find that like a good way to kind of get me out of that headspace is, you know, if, especially if it's with someone else, is put yourself in their shoes and figure out what, what could be the reason they're having a problem with that or whatever it is. Yeah, and, that's um, very good. That's you know, good. and I've like, you know, it, it helps quite a bit. Sometimes you over-rationalize and it lets things, some people like can walk over you because of that because you're like going, oh, okay, well, that person is, can only think of that uh, or is only doing that because of this situation. or And yeah. so you kind of like sort of cast it away like it's a problem. Um, in, in reality, there's some things that you should stand up for yourself and like, you know, assert yourself and, and do those sorts of things. Absolutely. And, and so I think it's kind of, you've got to find that balance. But at the end of the day, the only commonality between all of those situations is yourself, right? So um, mm. if it keeps happening, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> like, exactly. Mm. My second one is something that only really got into like, Oh, I'll probably say last year, but I dabbled around with it a, a couple of years ago. Um, is being better with my money. <laughs> I think I stole this one. <laughs> yeah, you stole it. You can use your other one for that. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, um, no, but you can talk about it because it's like, obviously, if yeah, that's we, what like, you want to do. We both share it. I think yeah. we both have it. Yeah, yeah. I that's think it's a, not it's a, a good bad point. thing. So, like, I guess one thing that I will say is that small savings grow to be a lot in the future. So, start now. Um, I didn't realize it. And it's like, it's something that I've really, you know, the best way to save money and the easiest way to, to get money is to budget <laughs> um there's no quick wins in life at all and you may try to play stocks and things like that but the stock market is volatile and things can change in a heartbeat and so doing things safe um is probably where you want to be um the safest is probably under your pillowcase <laughs> no. um the safest is probably like in long term, you know, long term investing, like stock market is safe if it's done over a 10 to 30 year period, you know, like, um, so leaving something in there now and, and, and let it grow, then, then that's the best way. Um, Warren Buffett always said that, you know, like even 30 years, you're always, even with the, like, you know, um, market crashes and things like that, you will make money. Um, and it has been like that ever since, you know, like including all the And crashes, it's so true. So. And I think, mm. sorry to jump into here, but I think it's so true. Like one of the misconceptions is that you have to wait for the right moment. But yeah, like even if you, for example, let's imagine you start investing into now into an index, a fund. Mm. And let's say next week is a new financial crisis and like just plumps down. It doesn't matter. Like in 10 years time, you even after the, this first initial, like, you know, like drop, you still have earned money, like because yeah, like, exactly. the market always recovers, and it always. always recovers more than to the point where you started. And that's the thing; like, there's no right moment. Just start doing it, and even like if it drops, just don't get scared. Mm. Just let it be. If you can and continue, try services that put you can put money in every day. Um, yeah. So, like, there's Robinhood in um, in America, and I think Europe it's available. Um, if you're in Australia, like we talked about this before, there was this spaceship. Um, another one is called Raise R A 
R-A-I-Z, um, which is really good. Um, and all these services allow you to deduct money on a, um, mm-hmm. a, a weekly, if not daily basis, depending on the service. Um, and if you literally put a coffee, the price of a coffee in every day, um, you know, like by the time, you know, you're old and or you want money or whatever it is, it's a really easy way to save money. And yep. next thing you know, you've got some good savings. So, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just checking right now, like Robin Hood alternative to Europe. Oh, yeah. It's not, it's not, not There's no such thing. No. There, there will 100% be a service. And like, um, it's, yeah, Google it around. If you if you don't um, go to um, I don't know if, if is Vanguard available in in Europe and America. Pretty sure it is. Need to check. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vanguard uh, also allows you to do those sorts of things. Um, it's not as managed as um, those other services, like as um, but um, you have to kind of manage it yourself. But you can kind of find good. Um, percentages that you can invest in index funds and things like that. Uh, I would suggest you do that. Um, invest in a bunch of index funds or split the thing amongst them. Or um, look I at wish there's ones. something like Spaceship <laughs> in Europe. That sounds so cool. Yeah, it, you've been using it, right? Yeah, I've um, I've been putting uh, money in every day um, for the past like year now, I think. Um, and. Uh, it's look, it's not making me a ton. I'm up 200 bucks on it. Um, you know, so that's pretty good. Uh, I've made 200 but it's bucks a slow, on it. Slow, slow growth. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's accumulative, you know, so it's, um, depending on what it is, it's, you're buying your, this, um, credits basically at a certain uh, price. Yeah. So the credits I bought, you know, back then are worth way more now. And so it just stag, like, you know, just basically rocking and rocking up uh, like a spaceship. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, what's your second one? You want to steal that one again? What was my second one? <laughs> I mean, like I could just add to that. I think, yeah. like, I mean, you also like. I think you influenced me with that. But I was just like thinking long term, and I was like, because I'm, again, we won't have like at least in Europe, we don't probably won't have a pension mm. like our parents used to have. It. Like in Europe, I don't know how it is in Australia, but. Uh, just putting like small starting. I haven't started yet because like I still need to find the right platform where I can use it basically. Hmm. But starting, as I said, like thinking long term, you know, and maybe that in 15, 20 years, I have nice savings, you know. Just get a high interest account then. High interest bank account. Yeah, but yeah, something. But, you know, I think I, I would like to more like the, the interest in the index. Or, like, yeah, funds, right. Like, yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting way. I mean, I'm doing a split. I um I think bank accounts are really good still as well, uh, and are the safest. Um, I'm you know if I want to invest with um you know I want to buy a house um in a, in a couple of years and you know like so my deposit is something I'm not going to be risky with. Um, so you know putting money aside like that. Um, I also want to have a um. <laughs> But like a safety net or a, a what I really love about how it's called is a fuck off fund. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when shit gets spot, um, like tough and you just don't want to do your job or whatever it is, or you want to change things or whatever it is, um, you know, working on a fuck off fund allows you to, you know, to do that. Let's say three months worth of um, whatever salary you're getting or however, um, 
uh, or three months um, of how much it would cost you to live um, as you do now for three months. Uh, mm-hmm. Having that saved up, uh, I think, is really important, um, especially when things go like they usually do sometimes um, and you need the money and you need to dip in. Um, good example is we moved recently and moving is really expensive. Um, moving costs, cleaning costs, um I mean, I could have got it. I could have cleaned it myself. Like I got cleaners, uh, <laughs> but all of this costs money, and you know, like um, you know, you dip into those sorts of things, and you kind of mm. have the money there, so it's not, it's not going to really, you know, bite you in the butt like it it, it could have if you didn't have the money saved. So, um, but I only started recently, so now is a better time than any to start, I think. And even exactly. if it's just a high interest bank account, it's you know. That's better than basically having the money sitting where it is now. Anyway, so right, yeah. No, I think it's super important, super important. Mm. And um, yeah, should should put my third one there. Yes, because we're the same. Yeah. So I think my last one, and I think uh, okay, like it ties in. But what I wrote first is like be open to new opportunities, and by not listening to your judgmental ego. But also to stay true to your boundaries. Hence, stay focused by saying more often no than yes. Mm. But still, if you say no, make sure your no is based on your conscious decision and not your judgmental ego. Mm. And say yes to just opportunities and like, you know, like be free, like in open, which then what I wrote down, you know, leads to creating defining moments most likely yeah right ah like how you tied that in <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's cool and i think yeah i like yeah. the idea of just saying yes like i mean to you know same things but um i think we talked about this on an early podcast or whatever it is and there's this youtube channel called yes theory and it's that's all they do is just exactly. say yes to every approaches and um you know they've got opened up so many doorways and things like that um and i think it's you know as long as it's tied to your interest, then I don't see a problem, right? Like you're learning something new. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's my thing. I'm mean, gonna think. Um, yeah, I'm very curious where this will lead me to. Interesting. I'm curious too. Yeah. And so is yeah. every listener on this show. Um, well, mine's kind of tied in ish. <laughs> um, figure out where you want to go on the corporate ladder and stop there. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Um, an uncle told me this actually and uh, I thought that was such a really cool way cool thing to you know think about um you know I've been very I guess ambitious um in my career over the last I don't know five years or whatever it was um and so I kind of had you know like a sort of goal of what I wanted to get out of life and um how high I wanted to go and things like that um but in reality like um like i'm pretty happy where i am but you know i don't mind going a little bit higher and things like that but i don't want to run a company or um you know be that high up um to have the responsibilities of others onto me um i want to have my response you know responsibilities of myself and then have the learnings and stuff like that and be able to go home um and you know go back you know and have a family and things like that you know and enjoy that life balance um because i think at the end of the day work for me isn't what defines me it's um what my mm-hmm. life is and 
Um, you know, I will, even if I didn't have my career, I would always have my passion projects or whatever it was, you know? And so like, I will always do those sorts of things. And, um, so create that mix, that balance. Um, I don't want to just do a nine to five or, you know, nine to 10 or nine to, you know, 9am, 9pm to 9am, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, I don't want to get to that point or be the point where like you see, you know, Jeff Bezos, who's, you know, they work 16 hours and, you know, like come home um, or even like they only get four hours sleep or whatever it is and they just work and then they don't have families or don't have lives or whatever it is or friends. It's, you know, it's also totally valid. You know, it's just their life. And I think yeah, that yeah. ties back to you. What you said, what, who are you not? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you were this kind of person, you would do it anyways already, like trying, you know, working your ass off. Like, That's true. Again, like just... There's a problem with nowadays we're so exposed to so many, so many things like people and, you know, CEOs and, you know, celebrities and influencers that mm. it gets very hard or easy. It's very easy to get lost in like identifying who you are. Yeah. And just because you think like, oh man, this guy, I have to be this way as well. But then it's just saying, no, I'm not this guy. And, you know, be comfortable with that. Yeah. And not, you don't have to join the rat race, you know, and like, exactly. I'll never be a CEO though. <laughs> 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 that's fine but i think it's interesting like there's one podcast and i think he went it's a guy who went to a, like what's called funnel conference apparently really cool conference and he said like you know there was a guy he said like you know um if you are running a company there's three types and i think you can't be you can't be both just one of them there's mm. the artist the entrepreneur and the manager the artist is the guy who like just like wants to create stuff you know mm. the entrepreneur is like you know like this like the classic entrepreneur we know like who wants to like cash out and sell the company mm. and then it's the manager who's really good at just managing people and i think what we have to realize is if you ever want to run a company and you're an artist that you need to find people who cover at least an entrepreneur or manager so it's it's fine and again it's, it ties back to like who are you not and saying like hey if i'm i'm probably more like in the in the artist sphere than uh, the classic entrepreneur who wants to just sell the company i just want yeah, to right. cool stuff you know yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well i mean that's, oh, yeah because yeah, you know you're inquisitive and you want to dabble and play around and you know try new things but like yeah and i think it's not it's not a bad thing you know there's certain types of minds no, no, that are good for CEOs, just, yeah. exactly they're yeah. just different if you're a ceo artist and you just make sure that you have other people who take over the managing or entrepreneurial stuff yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and I, I don't mind doing that if i come up with a successful project our products <laughs> i will be totally happy to hire someone as a ceo um exactly you know and um you're not because you don't want to be a ceo but like <laughs> like I'll, unless you want to be the ceo of my company which you know there's always always co-ceos <laughs> you know i think it's a valid model that yeah it should be more- yeah that's true i don't know i've got my i've got my thoughts on that one um maybe for all right show, hey, for next next episode yeah, yeah. i think we should wrap up because yeah. i think no one is listening anyways anymore yeah <laughs> Well, we've, um, you know, we have hit the one hour mark. Um, so if you've made it this far, congratulations. And um, I apologize. Congrats, for, like, um, um, you know. <laughs> like, respect to you. Yeah. Like, but seriously, oh, thank, you. Though, like, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, these are just our sort of, I guess, thoughts. Uh, we are by no means experts in any way. Um, 
we are struggling, um, you know, like coming up with new things and learning every day and, you know, and just kind of like fall, falling you know, through life. <laughs> yeah, we're just normal human beings. We try to figure out how to navigate through life. Yeah, and, and you know, at least our past um, has kind of, at least there's some validity to that because, you know, that's based on what we uh, took from it. Um, and hopefully you get something from it. But if you don't, cool. Um, but in the future, well, you know, these are what we kind of aim to do. They're kind of like New Year's resolutions, but hopefully we don't forget about them in a week. <laughs> but I think actually maybe we should change our description, like, you know, just two normal human beings navigating through life. <laughs> that's all about <laughs> the future-ish. This future is, but no one would, no one would care. <laughs> yeah, cool. But if you guys um, like this, yeah, um, head to our website futurishpodcast.com. Um, follow us on all the social channels that you. By can the way. Hear. We should we should we should say this at the beginning of the episode when actually people are listening. I know we we always say this, always do this. Um, we never do, and this is probably why. But if you're, you but know. seriously, if you're still listening, then you are probably one of our hardcore fans. Yes. And prove that you're worth it. Be called hardcore fan because share it or give us a five star rating. Yes, exactly. Oh, Apple. Yeah. So, actually, um, wait a second. No one's probably giving us a five star rating. Wait, 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 wait. I think the other day I checked. We did? It was like, we have... Let me see. It's actually interesting because I would... Um, I had a look at some, you know, some uh, podcast channels and some of them have been showing what's your subscriber count. And then there's this one that I had never even heard of and we had five subscribers there. And I was like, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. But we do get wow. some subscribers on Spotify, which is quite nice. Yeah, hey, here we go. We have two ratings in Apple Podcasts. Okay. One was mine. Okay, of and course. The other one was not mine. The other one was a five-star rating. Okay, maybe it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember if I've, I rated it. Probably. Uh, I, like, wait, no, that doesn't. Um, that's not how it works, though. Because it, it would only show European ones, and I would only show Australian ones. Interesting. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. So we don't we don't see the US ones actually, you know, where we have the most listeners. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. We do have the most listeners in um, in America for some reason. Um, I don't, I, I don't know anyone there, but uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, I uh, have looking for the review. Yeah, we don't have any um, reviews uh, on Australian podcasts. If you're if you're actually still sure. still listening, please write a review. Yes. Give five stars and write "I'm not a bot" and tell us where you live. <laughs> In the country, not the address. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and give us your social security number. <laughs> uh, awesome. Right, cool. All okay. Right. Thanks, guys. everyone. Thank you so much. See you next month. <laughs> Bye. Or hear you next month. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>